Hey folks, welcome to another episode of When the Hammer Drops, hosted by yours truly, Layak. First and foremost, what I really want to do is get into some breaking news here real quick. So, it's being told that Jen Psaki is leaving the White House as press secretary for MSNBC in the spring. Now, can this be because of uh, his approval rating tanking? I mean, his approval rating is at 39%, which is very, very low for any president. Um, could it be his policy disasters? I mean, let's look at everything that he's done. I mean, it's just, I mean, inflation, gas prices, oil prices, everything is just going through the roof. And or could it be the fact that his kid is being investigated with that laptop and it's starting to tie him into it? And maybe she wants to distance herself and doesn't want to create, you know, a career suicide by continuing on to be with, you know, with the White House at this time. Um, there's a lot of speculation going on as more unfolds, maybe. Um, you know, when I hear some more, I'll be able to bring some more information to you as far as this goes. But as of right now, Saki's leaving. Um, it seems like that's the the going thing for our president and vice president is where they have staff members leaving. Um, they're basically leaving a sinking ship. And that should say a lot to you folks. Um, uh, and I say it a lot. We need to open up our eyes more and connect the dots. Um, there's a lot more going on that uh, they don't want you to know about um or that maybe you're just want to keep your eyes and ears closed to i mean whatever it is uh it's happening um job numbers also came out today uh it shows that we're only at about 3.6 percent unemployed um which by those numbers would be hey great you know lowest in the pandemic blah 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 but out of all the Americans that have lost unemployment due to being on it for so long, uh, they lost all their benefits. They need to start really putting these numbers in there as well. You know, how many people are actually not getting unemployment anymore? You know, your unemployment rate would be a lot higher than 3.6%, I guarantee it. I mean, <laughs> I know there's areas that people are still not working. Um, you know, yeah, there's jobs out there, but, you know, for some reason, people just don't want to work. And I guarantee you that number would be a lot higher than what it is right now. Uh, <laughs> and one thing I want to talk about, and I'm probably spending a little bit of time on it, is good old Hunter's laptop. Um, you know, the one that was considered Russian disinformation. It was dismissed by big tech, uh, you know. Especially with Adam Schiff, you know he's you know he was a leading uh, person saying that it was all disinformation. Uh, well, uh, apparently, now that uh, Biden's numbers are so low, um, it's not very it's not as hazardous as it was before to start speaking out about it, and that's what mainstream media is now starting to do. Because if you've noticed, they're they're losing the track for COVID. They're losing the track for what's going on over in the Ukraine. People are losing interest in what's happening. And now 
it's bringing more to light of what was actually on Hunter's laptop. Well, what was on Hunter's laptop? I mean, we would all love to know, right? But according to the New York Post, now bear with me, I'm going to be going through uh, their article. So one of the things that the Washington Post left out of their article, because now the Washington Post and the New York Times are reporting on this, but one of the main things that the Washington Post has left out was uh, it doesn't offer the new documentation of Biden family interactions with Chinese executives. Um, it goes uh, goes into detail about Hunter Biden's business dealings with state-controlled Chinese energy conglomerate CEFC, but it doesn't mention uh, was the capitalist arm of China's Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, what that is, an imperialist pet project of President Zine, or whatever the hell his name is, that aims to entrap developing countries with massive loans and overtake the United States in economic power. What is <laughs> That's pretty huge. I mean, that's stuff that uh, really needs to be known. Um, another, another thing that doesn't you know really mention is the $6 million that the CFC wired into the business bank account of trusted Biden family friend, Rob Walker. Who is Rob Walker? Well, he's a former Clinton administration official whose wife, Betsy, uh, had been Jill's, which is President Biden's assistant, President Biden's wife, was her assistant when she was first, when she was second lady in, what is it, February 2017. And in March 2017, uh, that's the two wires each of the wires were over, you know, three million dollars, which was sent to Rob Walker for this from the State Energy HK Limited, which is a Shanghai-based company like linked to CF CEFC. Uh, well, they try to play it off that that's money that was that was a payment for the work that Hunter and his business partners um, during the last two years of Biden's vice presidency, but. You know, as you go further down the rabbit hole, you realize that good old the big guy, which has been referenced in emails, um, and he was getting 10% that was held by Hunter. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can't make this up. I mean, you got mainstream media now reporting on this. You know, and of course, it's not being like it's it's more of an article and it's not on the TV because who really decides that they want to read stuff nowadays um now let's keep digging um hunter's former business partner and the CEO of Sinohawk Tony Bablunsky has publicly said that Joe Biden is the big guy so he's implicating Joe in dealings as well with Hunter that he's getting money just like hunters from these Chinese co- companies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if this stuff was able to get out in 2020, I don't think Biden would have been elected. I think they would have just looked at him like, okay, that's it. We're done. But good old media. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they made sure that, uh, you know, that they interfered with that, that election, which is again, proven on with the laptop, 
you know, it, it shows that there was interference in 2020. Um, the big difference is now, like I said earlier, is that now president, now it's president Biden and it's not Biden running for president. But now the fact that it's not as hazardous to talk about or anything like that, that's what's happening now because people want to, they're distancing themselves away from Biden and that administration because things are just, things are falling apart and they're falling apart a lot quicker than what people actually realize. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it amazes me that, you know, people aren't, that they just, they're not wanting to do the research and they want to believe mainstream media over anything else. Uh, it shows, but it shows that Biden is corrupt as, as, as hell. Um, it also, um, there was, uh, there was a Republican committee that they were trying to do to, um, bring this to light, but then there's two Republicans, two Republican committee members who got in the way of being able to release any of this information. Um, and they needed it to be able to subpoena the witnesses. Uh, those two Republicans that stood in the way was, um, Mitt Romney and Rob Portman. Now, where do they fit into this whole thing? Um, which is a great question. I mean, it, this shows that it's, it is a huge cover up. And again, you know, I was just going through the article on the New York post. You can actually go to New York post and read it yourself. And like I said, I was skimming through it. So I left out a whole bunch of stuff, but I mean, that goes to show that, um, this stuff is actually being reported on uh, folks. Um, there's more to what's going on than what meets the eye. And it's time that people just, people need to start waking up to it and realizing that. Um, so well, let's move on a little bit more. Uh, Chicago. Now, <laughs> good old Beetlejuice. Uh, you never know what the hell she's doing. But apparently now she's... Uh, She's given away uh, a $150 gas card or CTA card to eligible residents. My question to you is, uh, Miss Mayor, what would you consider eligible? Because everybody is feeling the pinch at the pump. Everybody's paying more in energy, whether it's gas prices, whether it's public transportation, whether it's you know, natural gas to heat your home. Everybody's feeling it. So it would be quite interesting to see who you would deem as eligible. Um, so now out of those, the, the $150 cards, they, she has 50,000 of these cards that she's going to be randomly given away. I think it's like 10,000 a month that she's going to be given away um, in a lottery. So I can almost guarantee you this lottery, you're going to have to, some of the criteria you're going to have to hit is that you're going to have to have the jab and you're going to have to be a good boy or a girl and, you know, make sure that you comply or else you're not going to get the $150, which essentially is going to fill up your car, depending on the kind of car you got, maybe three times if you're lucky or maybe once if you drive a truck, 
You know, it's it's completely ridiculous. I think it's just another way for her to act like she actually gives a damn about the city of Chicago, which time and time again, she's showing that she doesn't, in my opinion. Um, you know, because, because if she did, how about her and the city council retract their their gas tax, you know, maybe get rid of it. Um, or how about, you know, for the state of Illinois and Governor Pritzker, you know, he, he, they want to help the people. So Pritzker's way of helping is let's get a ri- rid of the, the sales tax uh, for groceries. Ooh, thanks, man. You're saving me, what, a whole, I spent 200 bucks, uh, 1%. So I'm saving two bucks. What are, are you that dumb, Pritzker? <laughs> I mean, you know. And then, what about your tax, your, your gas tax? How about if the state of Illinois and the cities of Illinois keep their damn hands out of the taxes for gas, and maybe everybody just, you know, retracts it? Maybe that'll give some some help to the people of Illinois, but. What do I know? I am just here behind the microphone and I, I work full time, you know, outside of this. But do with that what you want. Um, I think she's this is just another way for her to be able to buy uh, when buy votes when election time comes because everybody's going to be like, oh, well, she gave one hundred fifty dollars. Well, remember all that federal stimulus money that we got back in twenty twenty. Look where we're at today. You see inflation through the roof and everything's just fucking nuts. There's a reason for that, folks. You don't get everything for free. It's going to cost you. And it's going to cost you in higher taxes. It's going to cost you in inflation. Uh, Democrats just think, well, let's just, if we give them money, they're not going to really realize what's going on. So we're just going to keep giving them money. And then you keep noticing that you're paying more and more. More and more for gas, more and more for food, more and more to go out and watch a movie, more and more to go to a, an amusement park, to a concert. It's quite ridiculous, actually. Hey, folks, June 5th. You need to put this in your calendars. It is the ride of the summer. Uh, it's called the Heroes Ride. It's hosted by War Dogs Charity Riders of Illinois. You can just check them out on Facebook. Uh, it's... Registration will be at 8.30 a.m. Kickstand's up at 11. It's $25 per bike. All the money and proceeds made from this ride will go to the Canines for Vets um, to help our veterans with PTSD. Again, this is put this in your calendar. This is a ride that you do not want to miss. Now, since we're on the topic of Sh- Illinois and Chicago here real quick, uh, one other thing I wanted to really touch base on was... The the fact that 2021, and not a lot of people know this, and again, you can find this on Fox News and all that stuff for Chicago, uh, 400 murder cases were essentially just closed in Chicago in 2021, and no one was charged. That is staggering. How does Kim Fox... And the city of Chicago just closed out 400 homicides. It just blows my mind. And 
that should be concerning and alarming to anybody when, I mean, these are people that you need that, you know, it goes as far down as the police investigating and goes up to your, your, your DAs, um, going after charges and they're not doing this. Now, could part of it be because the, you know, the whole defund police and all that stuff. So the police don't want to get involved in this kind of shit and actually do their job. I don't know. Um, but the fact is, I mean, I don't think this rests on the police as much as it does on the prosecutors. The, I mean, the fact that, I mean, 400 murder cases just gone. No big deal. All these, those 400 murders, it could be, a, you know, you could have a serial killer. You can whatever. And that person's going to walk now. It, it <laughs> I, I just don't get the logic on the, the city of Chicago for doing that. Um, which also brings me now to March numbers for um, uh, gunshots. You know, people shot in Chicago. Just in the month of March, you had 219 people shot. 192 of them, or 100, yeah, 192 wounded, and 27 killed out of that 219. Those are some, again, those are some staggering numbers. It's, Chicago is... Not what it used to be. Um, you know, it was often known that if you go to the west side or if you go to the south side, that you're going into pretty bad neighborhoods, which, yeah, it, to this day, it's still that way. But what people don't seem to realize is now that crime is moving to the north. So the north sides, and I work on the north side of Chicago, and it's horrible over there. Um, it's not as good as it used to be. You have to have your head on a swivel at all times. Um, they, in bright daylight, you got criminals that constantly steal stuff out of work trucks and all that. And then there's always reports of at least once, maybe twice a week of somebody wandering around a block from where you're at with a handgun. (laughs) I mean, this is just everyday life for Chicago. And unfortunately it happens that way because you have, um, you know, a state's attorney like Kim Fox, who is notorious for th- just letting people go. Um, I think Chicago actually, Kim Fox has ha- let go. I, I couldn't even tell you how many um, criminals that she's actually let go. But I know like people that are in that get arrested for gun charges. They've in and out, um, especially if they can't afford bail, they're out and they're sitting at home on ankle monitor which they're not being monitored in the city of Chicago, so they're out committing more crimes. Um, they've actually had murderers, people on trial for murder, out for the same fucking thing. Why would you let anybody that's been you know, arrested for murder, arrested for gun charges, arrested for drugs, to be able to sit home with an ankle monitor knowing that you're not going to monitor them? That just, it, again... That just shows the lack of leadership and how much the city of Chicago just doesn't really care. And that goes from the mayor to, you know, to the prosecuting attorneys and to your city council. That's why when it comes to elections, that's where it all starts. You got to elect fit people that actually give a damn about their where they live. And these people don't. They're in it for the pension, folks. 
most of them, you know, you're in there for a couple terms and you got pension for life. So why the fuck would they care? They don't care about you. Just remember that. They, if they did, they wouldn't be doing this shit. Uh, so uh, that's where I'm going to stop with the news today. Um, you know, definitely what I, another thing I want to touch on is like definitely check us out over there on Facebook. Email us with any kind of, you know, if you have a question, if you have a comment, anything, email us um, at, you know, our email is at when the hammer drops at gmail.com. You can listen to this podcast on all the major forms, you know, from Spotify to Apple to Amazon to Google. We are all over the place. Um, one thing that we are going to be doing here in the near future and is we're going to be doing the, the videos. Um, so we're going to be on YouTube. We're going to be on rumble. Uh, just working out the quirks right now, uh, lining up some interviews and stuff like that as well. So look forward to that. We will be at on truth social here, um, at, and our handle on truth social will be at when the hammer drops. Um, so definitely when we finally get approved for that, check us out there as well as on, you know, Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, uh, that's all I have for you today, folks. It's a nice, easy, slow show. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Remember to like, share, and help us get out there more. Until uh, next week, guys, you guys have an awesome weekend, and we'll, we'll talk next week. Yeah.